Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, and on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show And I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome, friend. Today, we're going to take it in with Philippians 4.11 using my step-by-step Bible study method. And you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. And with me today, you guys, I have a treat for you today because I have talked my son into, did I talk you into this? I suppose. Alex, as we're recording this today, Alex is on spring break. He is home. He might have said, I think I'm a little bit bored. And I said, well, you could record a podcast with me. And he said, okay. I opened a door. That's what I did. I, I opened a door. I know. But, so no, I, this is fun. This is fun. I am delighted. We have talked about doing a podcast episode for a long time. So I'm glad it's coming to fruition. So welcome, Alex, to a Take It In episode with your mom. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. As I said, we're going to be in Philippians 4.11. We're actually going to be in the B section. We're just going to focus on the second part of Philippians 4.11, but I'm going to read the whole verse in the NIV to get us started. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. So what is the this? I am not saying this. Let's just do a little bit of a book overview of Philippians and also chapter four, where we're going to be hanging out. So the author is Paul. He is saying, I am not saying this. That's Paul saying this. This is a prison epistle. He's writing it from Rome, probably around AD 61 or 62. The letter is written to the church at Philippi. Uh, The church there was established during Paul's second missionary journey. And we read stories in Acts 16 about Lydia and about a Philippian jailer um, that are part of that time frame when this church was established. The letter is written to acknowledge the church help, both pastoral and financial help. And it's also written to help encourage the church. It is personal and practical in its teaching. It emphasizes the need for believers to rejoice in Christ. Paul also writes frequently about the mind, having the mind of a child of God and how our manner of life is a reflection of what occupies our mind. Chapter four has 23 verses in it, and it is a chapter that is about having peace and joy in all circumstances. That's an easy instruction, right, Alex? Whatever happens. Simple, not easy. (laughs) Peace and joy, peace and joy. And we're going to be hanging out in the part of the chapter where Paul is commenting on the giving of the Philippians. And so what is the this that Paul has been saying? I'm going to uh, read a couple of things in the message that Paul is thanking the Philippians for. He's thanking them for their gifts. And he says, I am happier than you can know over your concern for me, that you're again showing strong concern for me. 
Not that you ever quit praying and thinking about me. You just had no choice to show it. And I'm not saying this, all of that, that I just said, right? Because I'm in need. I'm saying it because I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Okay, so step one in the Bible study method is to choose our word. Get us started with that, Alex. So today's word is content, um, which the English definition is to uh, be satisfied about a particular circumstance. Um, Opposites include uh, annoyed, dejected, disheartened downhearted, fretful, grumpy uh, was on that list, which I thought was uh, notable, resentful, upset, and just the general spirit of wanting. Anytime Mm. you want something, you are not content. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Which is very broad. There's a lot of times in a day that I want something, um, whether that be, you know, entertainment or, you know, physical food. I get hungry a lot. (laughs) Um, And so... Uh, is just looking at that as like, wow, there's a lot of times in a day that I uh, I feel myself wanting something. Yeah, that's, that's difficult for sure. You know, we I always like to plug a couple of those in because it just it helps me feel the enormity of what the promise is or what the instruction is, because Paul mm-hmm. is saying I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. But I hear what you're saying is I have learned to want in some circumstances. Right. And I would say one of those that stands out to me is resentful. I can go to resentment pretty quick, as you know, no comment from the sun. Um, nope. But I have learned to be resentful. You know, I have learned to be grumpy. I have learned to be fretful. I have learned to be annoyed. I mean, those are things that that are so easy to come to us with not even major problems, but with the minor, normal, everyday inconveniences of life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So step two is to investigate. And we start that off. Part one is to compare this word in other translations. So I found a few other things other than content. The Amplified says, content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy. Satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, even when I'm hungry, right? (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Um, The Amplified student version said content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted. I liked that, too, because that that disquieted is like the opposite of peace is what I'm hearing in that. The CEV said satisfied. The TLB says get along happily. I get along happily, whatever the circumstances that number two might have something to say about that. Yeah. We will not bring Josh into this conversation, but we already did. And the WYC (laughs) says sufficient, that I have learned to be sufficient, or probably it says it a little bit different, like I am sufficient, whatever the circumstances. Um, Yeah. So part two is to research the original word. Uh, What did you find when you looked into that, Alex? Well, uh, as your listeners probably guess, um, I get hit with Hebrew words occasionally. Uh, around the house yes that um, could be true this one's greek because we're in the this, this one's greek yes but right? uh, yes. but both i get i get both i get a plethora <laughs> of <laughs> words and of words that usually uh mom pronounces with uh the utmost uh correctness i guess you could say <laughs> or at least she she says them confidently <laughs> what um, my listeners actually do know is i'm like i don't actually know if that's pronounced correctly but we're moving on well i'm gonna give it a go <laughs> go um, ahead Content in the what you say Greek original Greek yes. is a combination of two words. Um, this phrase or this word appears once in the whole Bible. Um, there, or this combination of the two, um, 
which the first word is austarkes, okay. um, meaning to be self-sufficient, um, which upon the first reading of that, it sounds like, oh, I can do it myself, which is my first uh, inclination. It's like, oh, this is great. Perfect. Bible says I can do it myself. Wonderful. Um, we'll run with that. And Move then I looked on. at the yes. second, yes, I looked yeah, at the right. second definition, um, which I think fits better with the second word, which is to be independent of external circumstances, mm. independent of external circumstances, um, which I think fits a lot better with the second word, which is archaeo, um, which means to be possessed by unfailing strength. So we must possessed. be possessed by force in that. Yes, it's it's. Uh, a little bit unnerving, honestly. Um, well, because it's not, we're not in control. It's not us, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we must, the the combined word means then we must be archaeo to become austarkes, which means we must be possessed by unfailing strength to become independent of external circumstances. But so, that's a good word, Alex. Yeah, it, it was uh, as, as much, as many times as I've, you know, uh, listened to the the Greek words and and stuff i'm like oh man it actually is really good stuff it's really good stuff i really love good words. stuff i know so say it again yeah. when you put it i must be possessed say that again by i, I must be possessed by unfailing strength yes. to become independent of external circumstances yes there's so much like right away i'm like it's not about me yes i don't have to have the strength to do this and when mm-hmm. i rely on my strength i am not free from the angst of the external circumstances because i'm so frustrated i can't control the narrative right yeah yeah that's a good word son yep yep part three is to read a little bit of commentary and a couple of things to kind of write where you are talking about and that is from the bible knowledge commentary i read that the stoics which is a philosophical movement in the hellenistic period which means like the people trying to conform to greek culture basically is what that means i think it's stoics s-t-o-i-c-s They used this word to mean human self-reliance and fortitude, a calm acceptance of life's pressures. But Paul used it to refer to a divinely bestowed sufficiency, whatever the circumstances. So while the the people not of God, maybe, or mostly not of God, are using it to talk about our self-sufficiency, possessed with ourself, right, if you will, Paul is saying, "Uh uh-uh, no, I'm possessed by something else, which means that the external circumstances can rage or not, and I am okay. Barclay says that Paul uses one of the great words of pagan ethics, which means entirely self-sufficient. Self-sufficiency was the highest aim of the Stoic ethics. By it, the Stoics meant a state of mind in which a man was absolutely independent of all things and of all people. They proposed to reach that state by a certain pathway of the mind. And here's the thing, like, I don't think any of us would say, I wouldn't say, I want to be absolutely independent of all things and all people. I just want to be able to be. Right. Right. I want to be able to do that. Yes. I want people. I want, I want things that I like even submit to, have fun with, relax into, whatever. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to have to depend on, I want to know if I have to do it on my own, I can. Right. Kind of gross, but true. Uh, This is still Barkley. In order to achieve content, the Stoics abolished all desires and eliminated all emotions. (laughs) Love was rooted out of life and caring was forbidden. As T.R. Glover said, the Stoics made of the heart a desert and called it a peace. So it's like, if I just don't feel anything, I'll be okay. Right? Yeah. 
And as much yeah. as I don't want to say I do that, I do that also. Uh, well, yeah. How do I protect myself from any kind of right. feeling? Because if I'm not feeling anything, I'll be at peace and then I'll be content. I'll be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see at once the difference between the Stoics and Paul. The Stoics said, I will learn content by a deliberate act of my own will. I will do it. Dang it. Right. Like I will mm-hmm. do it. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who infuses his strength into me, who possesses me uh, with his strength. Right. For the stoic contentment was a human achievement for Paul. It was a divine gift. The stoic was self-sufficient, but Paul was God sufficient. Stoicism failed because it was inhuman. Christianity succeeded because it was rooted in the divine. Paul could face anything because in every situation he had Christ, the man who walks with Christ can cope with anything. The one, I'm going to say the one because the man or the woman, man means human, of course, but the one who walks with Christ can cope with anything. There you go. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A part four in the investigate step is to attempt to rewrite the verse in our own words. And so I'm going to read it one more time in the NIV. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. So given what we've been talking about here, Alex, how do you rewrite that in your own words? We'll be right back. Hello, my friend. Are you ready to develop consistent Bible study habits within a community that offers fresh resources and loving accountability? Well, I have an invitation for you. We would love to have you with us in Steady On University. On June 13, we will be kicking off a brand new study. It's called Be Still, and it will be anchored in the verses of Psalm 46. The lessons will help us remember that God is our refuge and the way to calm life's chaos is by taking shelter in Him. You will find all the details for Steady on University in today's show notes. Again, the Be Still study begins on June 13, and you do not want to miss it. The study time in SOU so far is fire, and it's only going to get better from here. I hope you'll take a minute to check it out because I would love to study with you. So what I like to do... Um, when I'm, you know, using, a doing a, one of these studies or, or a scripture that I'm trying to like, uh, use regularly is like to personalize it. Right. Which is part of the step that helps so much with like our takeaways and, and things like that is to personalize it. So I wrote that I, Paul have studied God to become possessed by his unfailing strength, making me immune to, and then I kind of left that blank, blank, um, yeah. immune to whatever, you need to be immune from yeah. your whatever I need to be immune from in this, in my, whatever time I'm reading this in. Um, I went back and forth a few times with the fill-ins the one I ultimately ended up on, on was um, immune to distractions from the goal um, was mine, but that changes, you know, that changes day to day, whatever, but whatever the unfailing strength needs to be making me immune to it can. Right. So I left the, the end of the verse blank um for whatever whatever that blank whatever you're facing in the moment yeah right mm-hmm. yeah i'm content mm-hmm. in all things even even though i'm facing this today right even though i'm right. facing this today mm-hmm. that word immune alex i that has a that has a punch in it because you think about things we want to be immune from and mostly it's some kind of sickness something that slows us down mm-hmm. right you have an immunity to something that would get in the way of Mm -hmm. 
of health. And you think mm-hmm. about that in a spiritual sense that to be immune from the distraction, is that what you said next? Immune from the distraction. I, I said distraction. Yes, yeah, right. that mm-hmm. was my, yeah, my next yeah. word. But immune from the thing that makes us want to control the narrative instead of leaning into the possession of the Holy Spirit, which is actually where the strength comes from. Can mm-hmm. I be immune to the thing that disquiets me? Can I, some of those words that we, those opposite words that we, can I be immune to the thing that vexes me? I don't think that was one, but can I, makes me grumpy, right? Can I be immune to the thing that makes me resentful or makes me miserable? Yeah. Some of Mm -hmm. those. And I can call a saying we can, but it's when we connect to that Holy spirit power within us for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, That's good. That's good. Step three in the method is to find the character of God. And I wrote down a couple of things. I wrote down strength. And I put his strength in me is what makes all things possible and manageable. Mm -hmm. It's also the thing that when I realize I'm vexed or miserable or grumpy or wanting, when I feel that stirring inside me, it's his strength that calls me back to him so that I can receive from him and have that peace again Mm -hmm. Um, because he, he pursues me. He wants me to be at peace. Mm-hmm. And so he keeps calling to me and reminding me that when I'm in that angsty place, I don't have to stay there. I also wrote down that he is all in all, that he is the treasure I seek, that nothing else compares, nothing is greater, nothing else will satisfy. And as long as I've been walking with him and as much as I believe that, I still am like stunned sometimes at the way that I reach for something else to satisfy me when I already know that only mm-hmm. he can. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Why do I do that? Because I'm human, I suppose. But yeah. Yeah. So step four is to identify the lie of the enemy. And really what we do here is we just attempt to say, what am I afraid of? Right? Like what, what, what can I expose that I might be believing or making decisions by that, that isn't true. Um, so what did you, what what did you find for you, Alex? Well, to me, the the glaring thing was just the fear that the immunity will fail. Right? <sighs> it's just the. I got the shot, but maybe it didn't take, and so I'm going right. to get the illness anyway. Right? Or right? Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think that's especially true, like uh, on the back end of like a, a life change, on the immediate back end of a life change, because no matter how many times or how many things that you know we've been through, it. it seems to me as though every time there's a new thing this is the one that it's not going to work this yes, is the one that i, I haven't been from. here this before is the, right i haven't been here before so how do i know that this is going to work yes uh, forgetting no all the here's i had up. it right i've been yeah. i haven't been here a bazillion times earlier right and it always did work out but this one's new and so it feels scarier and this one is the one with the asterisk by it yes i'm actually not okay now does the immunity hold this time you mm-hmm. know um yeah. And there's a lot of doubt there, right? There's a lot of doubt there. So um, it's, it's hard to work through, you know? Um, and, and when you, you know, I think, I think what's really helpful is to spend some time remembering that you've felt this way about this new thing yes. before, right? So, but every time that we've done this, it's been new. It's been yes. scary. Um, and it did work. So while this situation is new, actually the the situation at its core is not right. I love, I love that. While the situation is new, the possession is not. Yeah, you know that you're like being mm-hmm. possessed by this thing, mm-hmm. right? Like the the 
the possessed that you were in that mm-hmm. other new thing is the same possessed that you are now. And so yes. if you remember, if you focus on the possessed, <laughs> as crazy mm-hmm. as that sounds, right? If you focus on the possessed and not the thing, then that's right. where the contentment comes. The mm-hmm. satisfaction comes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So step five, as we're wrapping up is just called, so what, where we try to write down, record and take note of a takeaway. And I wrote it this way. I said, when I'm feeling dissatisfied, it can be a check engine light on my connection to Jesus. Am Mm. I looking for what I need in him or am I looking inside myself or in the world to make me feel love and secure? Mm. Yeah. That can the angst, can the wanting, can the resentment even be just sort of a check engine light that says, Mm -hmm. hey, it's time to go back and reconnect to that possession to that energy to that power how about mm-hmm. you a takeaway um yeah mine was i, I think we kind of mentioned this like unfailing strength uh sounds great um but i'm sure my issue will be using trying to use mine before his right um so my my takeaway was really that if i want something that's bothering me to unbother me um that i don't need to try so hard to get it done but mm-hmm. rather be patient enough to become independent of it because for me like fruits of the spirit i think they're all connected right like they all have their own role too but for me peace and patience have always been like um more together than the others Mm. to me because i struggle so much with patience you do yes i do (laughs) mom thank you and patience but patience brings me peace right yeah yeah um so am i am i willing to be patient enough to become independent of it. I love so. that. Will I be patient enough to be independent of the circumstances? Because the here's when I make the biggest mistakes, and I know that you know this, is when I will not pull back, but I keep charging through, like leaning into the mm-hmm. problem. I got to fix this. I got to do this. I got to make this right. That's when I'm not, that's when I'm the worst version of myself. When I get impatient, mm-hmm. that is when I'm the worst version of myself. And if we will discipline ourselves to pull back and say, I actually need to, almost submit to these circumstances and see what God's about mm-hmm. to do in them instead of fighting mm-hmm. them. Whoa. Some of the, some of the best advice that you've given me uh, in the 18 years is, is when I come to you with something and you say, this does not need an immediate solution. That is like, that's so I wise. Can't, I can't tell you it is. It's great. It's wonderful stuff. I should uh, say that to myself more often. I do actually does not yes. need an immediate yeah. solution. And it, it just, it, it helps me so much because it's like, okay, I have time to think through this. Like I have time, you know? Um, and so, right. But that goes back to patience, right? Like yeah. I have time to wait. I yes. have time to wait. Yes. Uh, to remember I'm content because I right. actually am. I'm just not right. claiming it right now, you know, because I have mm-hmm. that power. It does not need an immediate answer. It does not need an immediate solution, but it sure does feel like it does. Mm-hmm. And so, and so will we let the Lord speak to that? Mm-hmm. And practice the pause and be patient, receive the peace and know that he's and reject the fear and reject the fear. Yes, because usually when when and again, I'm getting all of this from mom. So (laughs) but uh, but but when something feels like it needs an immediate answer, an immediate solution, there's usually a fear that's being pressed upon. Yeah. um, That is driving that I need to fix it now. Yes. Feeling. Um, And so and that's a lie because fear, fear is a lie. And so you know, you come back and, and you do this, you know, step four, step four and five, right. Where it's just like, just keep doing Mm -hmm. this, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's a good word. Thank you for doing this with me. 
Yeah. This was yeah. super fun. It's this great. was super fun. I just love you, son. You're so great. I love you too, mom. Thanks. Thanks. A friend, we would love to hear your takeaway. If you have one and you want to take a moment and send it to me, you can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast. You never know when one of my kids is going to show up. You don't want to miss that, know. right? You never know. You never know. I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for our Live It Out episode with Fox and Rob Richardson. Fox and Rob have an amazing story. It's told in the Academy Award-nominated documentary, Time. It was a no- nominated in 2020 for an Academy Award. And the two of them sat down with me to talk about Rob's 21-year incarceration and how they were able to hold on to God and hold on to each other. And their experiences are the live it out of today's verse, Philippians 4.11. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.